Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to talk to you about this. Point number one that I want you to know and remember this is the battle of faith is the battle for words. That's where faith is mostly released. So you have to be very, very careful what you're saying. Your your vernacular is huge. Now, what you might say is, well, you know, I'm just, you know, saying something. No, you cannot just say something because everything you say has something to do with your confession. And whether it's positive or negative, the enemy can use it against you. Is that okay? So you got to realize your words are important. So write this down. The battle is the greatest battle you have of faith is the battle for words because faith without action doesn't produce anything. Is that okay? You want to leave it up there so they can see it? Let them see it. So we have to understand this. Words are really important. So where do we see that at? Hebrews 7.25. Look at this. All right? We have to understand what the present day, the present day ministry of Jesus. Do you understand what that means? So like this is what Jesus hung on the cross for us. Jesus redeemed us, but what is Jesus doing right now? The right now, present day ministry of Jesus Christ. What is Jesus Christ doing right now in heaven? He is making intercession for me and you. Wherefore who? He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to him by God, seeking, right, or seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So Jesus, day and night, stands before the throne of God, making intercession for me and you, which means what? That means he is constantly and always making what? Positive affirmations about me and you to God the Father. Why? Because the enemy is trying to accuse us, and Jesus has redeemed us. Okay? So this whole thing's about words. So if Jesus' present-day ministry is making affirmation for us, right, or speaking on our behalf, what are we supposed to be doing in the earth? Saying what he says. Now, I don't know, but I remember a couple weeks ago I got on you about this one, and this scripture bugged me, man. <laughs> for God be true, but every man be a liar. That one bothered me because I wasn't lying. I, listen, man, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't lie. It doesn't make any sense. Now, like a little, I, I get it. Like, you know, you know, your wife comes to you in an ugly dress and goes, what do you think? Go, oh, it's Nice. I get it, guys. You know, I don't think I'm going to hell for that. If I am, you're all burning with me, so let's just call it a day. You know what I mean? But your kid comes, you know, the girls come to me like, yeah, I love your hair. I don't know what it looks like, but praise God. All right, whatever. Yeah, put it wherever you want, right? I don't have none, so I can't be, no. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying like, you, I get life. You're like, oh my God, Pastor Chris, you know, I, I went to dinner and I ate it and said I liked it. It was really disgusting, but I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I think you're okay. You know, can you imagine sitting at the table? No, this is the most, this is garbage. <laughs> The worst meal I've ever had in my life. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> the utter garbage. My confession must constantly be affirming the truth. No, but you get what I'm saying. I was like, so I was really, I was burdened by it. Really, I did. I thought I was like, man, I was messing myself up. I was like, this is bad because I'm going, you know, no, I'm not lying. And I wasn't lying. And it bothered me because I was really, really true about everything I was saying because I was really watching everything. I said, for God be true, but every man be a liar. I said, that's baloney, man. And I never got it until years later. And I told you about this because you got to really speak the truth. And the reason why you want to speak the truth, now pay attention to me. This is why you don't always speak the truth. It's like a lot of you guys, I know you got like jobs. 
they kind of pull you in a spot where like, eh, it's kind of gray. Don't lie, just tell the truth. I was in business. I'm still in business, but I was in business a lot more than I am now. I never lied about anything. You know, I just told the truth and people loved it because I was like, no. I had one time, one time, a guy, I sold this guy this deal. I sold him this thing and he said, well, you know, knock a percentage of the thing off. I said, if I got room of margin and knock it off even more than what I just told you, I was robbing you 10 seconds ago. That's my best deal. <laughs> Take it or leave it, baby. Yeah, you can't. So I was like, wait a minute, you're looking for the best. I just gave you the best. If I didn't give you the best 20 minutes ago, I was just robbing you because that wasn't my best. I had margin in it. This is my margin. Here's where I'm at. So he goes, I like that. You got the job. I said, yeah. I said, I'm not jerking around. You guys see what we did. So it's like, don't lie. And if, hey, you got to make more, I got to make more. And ain't nobody going to complain. There's no reason. Why do you not want to lie? Because I got to value my words because after I'm done with the natural side of life, I got to go and what? Rebuke the devil claim stuff. And if my words don't mean nothing nine o'clock in the morning, don't think they're going to mean something three o'clock in the afternoon when you're trying to tell the enemy, take a hike. Build value in your voice of what you say. So speak the truth. Amen. So it bothered me. God be true, but every man be a liar. I said, God, I don't like the scripture and whatever. We could argue about it later. So a couple years later, he came to me. He said, no, he said, for God be true, but every man be a liar. Every time you don't say what I say, you're a liar, kid. So when you say you can't do it, you're a liar. Now, I'm not pointing at you like that's very rough. Like, you're a liar. He told me, he tuned me up. He said, oh, you want to say you're broke? You're a liar. Because that's not what I told you. Oh, you want to say you're sick? You're a liar. Because that's not what I told you. I told you you're healed by my stripes. Oh, you want to say you can't do it? You're a liar. You want to say, so now watch this. Now go slow, because I did this at nine. How many of you don't say you can't afford anything? How many of you stop saying you cannot afford something that you used to say before, but now you got around me a little bit and I'm like, you better shut your mouth. Now, I'm not saying that in a mean way, but it's seeping in. Are you getting this? Like, you don't talk, you just, how you roll now? I don't know what color I want. I'll be back, bro. Come on, right? You learn. Now, look, what am I saying? It's a process is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't just jump, oh, now I'm going to speak. Just chill out. You're not talking negative. You're not talking sick. You're not talking broke. You're not talking lack. You're not talking weak. You're not talking defeated. You're getting better at this. It's important that you do because you're, what? you're bound by your words. And your faith is released in words. And if you don't start releasing faith with your mouth, you're never going to release faith in the earth. Because you got to realize something, you meditate, and then faith kind of seeps in, and it gets in there, and it gets in your heart, and words come out of your mouth. Beliefs, forming in the heart. But this is important. Why? It's a battle for words. So now watch this. Oh, help me, Jesus. Look at Hebrews 4.14. This is big. Look at this. Amplified classic reads better. Okay, we have a great, now we got a great high priest, right? Who has already ascended and passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. That's the high priest, right? So what is he doing? He's making intercession in the heavens for you, right? So now what is he saying? We have this high priest. Where's this high priest in? The heavens. What's he tell you to do in the earth? Hold fast your confession. 
See it? Because you can only do what you say. You better get that. That's a miracle right there if you figure that out. He can only do what you say. So he's making intercession on your behalf, but then he's looking in the earth to see what you're saying, to see what he could do for you. And people want to blame God and go, what are you doing, God? God's like, what are you saying in the earth, kid? Because I can only do what you say. Now, people want to, they think you put too much responsibility in Christianity that it is your responsibility. Don't listen to religion. Religion is whack the heck out. It's nonsense. Oh, you think you're on the same playing field as God? You better believe it. That's what he said. If he didn't want to, Look, man, if he don't want to put it in a book, don't put it in a book. But if I find it, don't try to dumb it down with religion and say, who do you think you are? And let me tell you something about get, get, two people getting, two people get freaked out. Oh, my God, if you start talking like that, people are going to get a big head. No, you're not. The minute you get a revelation of it, you'll cry yourself to sleep at night is what will really happen. Because you'll become so broken in humility to see that God is so awesome to even share a glimpse of who he is with you. You will not walk around some arrogant jerk wielding your sword of power. You'd be broken and humbled, crawling on the ground, not because you're a worm, but because God would think so good to share his glory with you and not have a problem with it. You ain't gonna take, you ain't gonna be stupid like the devil and go look at me. You're gonna be like, go look to him. I don't even want you looking at me. You'll be like Moses sticking your face in a rock. Like, don't let me even see it because I'll be blinded by your beauty, man. He's too good. This don't make you an arrogant weirdo looking for power. What it does is it produces humility within your heart. Like, God, you're so good that you would even share this stuff with me. You love me this much to share it with me? Come on, man. So you're not going to get messed up, but this is what I'm saying. Look what he says. Now, some of you got, uh, you don't have confession, and you got profession. Profession is not really right. In the true Greek translation, it should be confession. Confession basically means homologio in the Greek, which means you say the same thing as God. Is that Okay. So in every situation, you say what God would say. Write that down. So Because this is important. Like, tomorrow, what do we do? You say what God would say about everything. You know, I got, you know, you know what I mean by that? You're going to walk into business, and you're going to say what God, I'm blessed, I'm prosper. We got jobs. You're going to say what God would say about your marriage. You understand me? Not what you want to say. You're going to say what God said about those kids, and not what they want to tell you. Well, you know... You know, these kids nowadays, this society is so jacked up, they, 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 they don't even know, they have no, their identities all screwed up, these kids. They don't know who they are. So tell them who they are. Amen. You're going to wait, oh, they, they're, they're, they're figuring out who they are. Are you out of your mind? How old are you? How old are you? Okay, now go back to when you were 18. Shocker. Did you know the stupidest things you thought? I thought I was Batman for crying out loud when I was five. Wake up, genius. I'm not Batman. Hello? You thought you were Superman. <laughs> Thank God somebody told you to take the cape off, weirdo. You know, if you're 20 years old running around with a cape, those people at Disney got me nervous, man. The adults at Disney, all you people that adult and go to Disney without kids, there's something might not be right. So come see me. You know what I mean? They walk around. I went in there the one time. I was like, what is that thing with the wand? They run around like, whoa, whoa. I said, whoa, this place ain't for No. All you people need to go get a checkup from the neck up. Let's move on. Okay. So I'm just saying, okay? 
I know you're all into all that stuff, but you know, maybe just check yourself out a little bit. Move on. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to offend somebody. If you get offended, get over it. Jesus offended everybody. Look, come on. Go to 14. Help, save me, Ma. Put something up there, right? Yeah, put any scripture you want. Pick one. I got to go, right? Look at this. It says, hold fast your confession of faith. Why? Because everything is coming against your confession because what does he say? He gives you a miracle in this. He says, your confession is your faith. So what you believe is coming out of the abundance of your heart. It's what's in your mouth, and it got in there. Now, if you don't believe it, you shouldn't say it, but the only thing you should say is what you believe. Y'all know where that came from? Remember Mark chapter 12? Either make the tree good or its fruit good or its tree corrupt or its fruit corrupt. Every tree is no much fruit. By your words, you're justified. By your words, you're condemned. Come on, you guys know this stuff. But look what he said. He said, hold fast. Now look what he says here in 15. We're gonna read just a little bit more and see this. For we do not have a high priest. Now understand this. You have to lock this scripture in. It's very, very important because here's what happens. When I give you a hold fast confession stuff, the problem is your emotions are tough and we all have them, but Jesus answers the question of them and lets you understand that he's not mean or he doesn't understand. Like, you're telling me, hold on, but I'm, I'm, I'm really messed up. It's okay. You can be broken and still hold on, but look what he says. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize. You need to meditate in that for a minute, guys. But you're asking me to say I'm strong, but I'm weak. He understands you're weak. He tells you you're weak. And you're infirm there. And he says it, it's okay. I understand that right now you're broken hearted. I get it. Why do I got to say I'm strong, but I feel like I'm destroyed on the inside? Because I got to have your words, but I understand what you're feeling. Are you getting the heart of your father? He's not so, what, you're grieving right now, or you're broken right now, and he's like, hey, he ain't saying suck it up and get over it. That's life. Life tells you that. That's not what he's saying. He says, say what I said so I can get you out of where you're at, but I understand what you're going through. He's not a goofball. He's not some kind of demented God that makes you suppress how you really feel. He goes, I know right now you're broken. I know right now you're hurting. I know right now you don't know what the heck's going on. I know right now you're lost. I know right now you feel like quit. I know right now you don't want to say I'm strong. I feel weak. I feel broken. I feel destroyed. What am I supposed to say? Hold fast to confession though because I got to get you from where you are to where you need to be. You might be broken today, but you ain't going to be broken forever, baby. Come on, it might be bad today, but it ain't going to be bad forever. It might not look good today, but it ain't going to not look good forever. Somebody, we got to turn this thing around. He understands what you're going through. He's not that kind of God. He doesn't steal, kill, and destroy. I heard this MO, it ain't who he is. So you see it? It's like, I got you, man. But you got to hang on. Why do you got to hang on? Because if you don't hang on, he cannot do. Hold fast your confession. So how do I do this? Right? Saying the same thing in the earth that the word says in heaven. Well, number one thing you're going to have to do, three, you're going to have to keep looking at the word of God, nothing else. You cannot look at the circumstances. You cannot look at the situation. You can't look at nothing but the book. Now, right there, that's a stretch. Because I'm going to tell you right here now, this stuff sometimes is woo. Because you're looking at the unseen while everybody's looking at the scene, and you stand there looking like a wackadoo, saying what God said, calling those things that be. Now, can you imagine Abraham? Abraham means the father of many nations. 
the dude don't even got a kid. He's walking around and saying, I'm the father of many nations. <laughs> you can imagine how whack that is. You know, like, hey, it's me, father of many nations. How many kids you got? None. You know what I mean? How old are you? Old. <laughs> How's your body working? Not too hot. They got some medicine can fix this? Nope. <laughs> Hey, you got to get real, bro. He's like, I got, I got no shot, bro. They don't got nothing for this. I'm going to be the father of many nations. Look like a wacko. No one's building a boat. They don't even know what rain is. No, what you doing? Building a boat? <laughs> What's a boat? Well, God told me the rain's coming. I'm just building a boat, building a big old boat. And they don't even know what rain is. Are you here? So get what I'm saying. We understand you're going to have to look at stuff that nobody else can see and what? See it. And keep saying what you see, not what you see with this. Hello? Not with this. With this. Come on. We got to stare at the word. Keep looking at the word. Let me tell you something right now. I don't care what I tell you. Look what that word says. I had the guy. I told you what the guy did. He took the book. He took every scripture out of the book and checked it to make sure it was in the Bible. I said, smartest thing you can do, bro. Now, I know what I'm telling you is the truth because I'm scared because I don't want to tell you no lies because, number one, I'm accountable for everything I tell you, so I check it before I tell it to you because I'm not stupid. But I'm going to tell you right now, you better go check what I said. Go find it in that book. Say, look at that little thing's in there. Look at what Proverbs 4 and 20 says. Said, my son, look at this. Should put it up there. My son, intend unto my words and incline thine ear into my sayings. Now, when we read that, right, everybody goes, oh, I know that one. Nah, 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 nah. Attend to my word and incline thy ear. Faith comes by not reading. How many of you been doing the hearing? You better read it out loud. Faith don't come by reading. See, there's a law right there. See, that's why, Chris, you need to give us an electrical, like, demonstration. We should build a set of electricity. Now we should because... John G. Lake was a master. He was a healing technician. He had the greatest, one of the greatest healing ministries ever walked the face of the earth. You know what he said it like in the power of God to? Electricity. He said that he would understand that certain uh, um, like materials would hold electricity. You could help me too. Certain, certain materials hold electric current better than others. He started noticing that it could be, it could be, it could be released in there certain things like fabric would hold it better. And he was, that's why I think Paul laid hands on handkerchiefs and aprons. It, 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 it could, this stuff, spiritual stuff is legit, dude. If you had a scientist guy, he'd figure it out. I mean, he could figure it out. He's smart enough to send a rocket to the moon. He could figure this out. But you know what I'm saying? But you get what I'm saying? So like when we hear this stuff like, oh, you're a bunch of cuckoo Christians, you know, lay hands on a cloth and apron. <laughs> but you could what? You could put current in the cloth and it'll stay there long enough to do something. How did they figure that out? I don't know and I don't really care. I just believe the Bible, but get what I'm saying. The stuff we believe isn't that far-fetched. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So stay in the moment and get what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm pulling you in here. John G. Lake said this, I can liken the power of God into electricity. There's laws. See what I'm saying? If you understand the laws of it, it operates. You see the law? Faith comes by hearing. hearing. Why are you just reading it? Then you can't get mad if you don't, am I, oh, I'm so pressed. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know what happens when I say hear it? 
I got to go read it. I got to go read it out loud. Oh, I remember guys like Jerry Seville telling me this stuff. And Brother Hagin, well, Jerry Seville said this. One time, I think it was him or one of those guys, he said he stood on the, on the edge of the bathtub because he said I kept, I kept conking out. He said, I stood on the edge of the bathtub because I knew if I fell, I'd probably knock myself out. And he said, I read the word of God out loud because I knew I had to hear it. See what I'm saying? So right there, go, well, i only been reading it. I've been hearing it. When well, faith don't come by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, not by reading. I should have messed it up. But you know what I'm saying? Bobby's well, been reading it. Reading it ain't enough. There's a law. Oh, I don't think electricity really works like that. Touch it. Well, I don't see it. Stick your hand in the box back there. You don't see it. You don't see radio waves. Do you see the cloud? It's here. Where's the cloud? Take out your phone. You took out your phone right now. You see the bars? You think that stuff's all up in the... It's right around you, guys. Hello? You think radio waves are right here? Come on. TV, internet, all this. You live within it. It ain't all up in the sky. Everything's in the sky. No, it's right here. Faith's right here. Faith comes by hearing. and Hearing by the word of God. See what he said? Look, pop that up there. It's, it's the same element. Attend into, incline thine ears into my sayings. He's showing you what to do. Look at 21. Look at 21. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Oh, I got to keep it in my eye. And keep them in the midst of thine heart. Wait a minute. How do I get it in my heart? Oh, well, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, let them out speak. So whatever faith is heard in the ear, it goes in the heart. So how do I get it in my heart? I get it in my ear. How do I get it in my ear? I get it in my mouth. How do I keep it in my eyes? I put it before me. He said in James, he said, what manner of man are you that looks in the perfect law of liberty and walketh away and forget what manner of man he is? He being a forgetful hearer and not a doer. He says this book's like a mirror book. It's a mirror. It shows you who you really are. But when he said this, when you look at the mirror and the mirror says you're more than a conqueror and you come out and start talking less than a conqueror, you're deceived. And the Bible doesn't even say you're deceived by the devil. He says you're self-deceived because what? You trick your spirit because your heart and your mouth are saying something different than what God said you are. That's really good. See it? So what do you do? Keep it in my eye. And if I keep it in my eye, I keep it in my heart. And if I get it in my heart, I get it in my mouth. And if I get it in my ear, I get it in my heart. So I keep it in my eye. I put it in my mouth. I get it in my ear. It goes in my heart. I don't believe in electricity. I don't believe in electricity. Stick your, stick your tongue on it. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Go get one of those batteries. What is that? That nine volt. Go get a nine volt. Remember when you were a kid, you used to do that? Stick your tongue up to it. You little zap. Go do that today when you go home. I don't see it. Go ahead and do it. Touch it. Go ahead and knock yourself out. If you do it, blame Chris. No, what is wrong with you? You're not going to touch it. Why? Just because you don't see it. Somebody told you to. Remember when you were a kid? The kid's over there, right? You go over that place. It's baby proof, right? It is baby proof tonight in the daycare. Super baby proof. You can't get into this. You can't get in a gate. Why? Because kids will stick stuff in receptacle until they're taught. Now, when you get to second grade over there, guess what? They don't have to take as many precautions. Why? Because these kids learn. Don't stick your finger in there. Hello? Hello? That's what I'm just doing now. I'm giving you laws. I'm reprogramming your DNA from everything you learn from here up. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having natural ideas, but this is spiritual wisdom. It's different. So I look at it, 
I read it out loud. It gets in my ear. What comes in my ear goes in my heart. And eventually, if I keep getting it in my heart, what's in my heart will come out of my mouth. And once heart comes out of my mouth, heart words, faith words, I can start moving mountains. How long is this process going to take? Who knows and who cares? You just found out how the process works. Start working it. See what I'm saying? But then we go, why ain't it working? Well, you don't have a wire right. Wire it right. It'll work. Wire it right. What do you mean wire? You got to wire it up. Wire it right. It'll work. Come on, right? So what did I tell you about this? This one's the best. I don't care what anybody tells you. Can I read this to you? Hebrews 10, 16. Man, you see Hebrews 10, 16. This one, this one got me, man. This one messed me up because he, he gave me this one. We're going to read 16 to 23. I'm almost done. I got like 10 minutes. Not even. Come on. You got this? Now go slow and get this. All right? This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their hearts and in their minds while I write them. So he said, I'm going to give you this covenant. It's an internal revelation of who I am. You got this? But it gets so good. So just, stay, just go with me. Just roll. You'll see it in the end, okay? And their sins and iniquities, I will remember no more. That's what God said. He said, I'm done. Clean slate, man. Not because of you, but because of me. So I'm going to give it to you because of the covenant, and then you take it, and you run with it, and get a revelation of it. Because I'm going to tell you why. The earth's going to try to tell you, no, that's not you. They don't know who you are. You got a different brand of Christianity. Religion ain't got, most church, they try to keep you all sin conscious and all that. You ain't no sinner. So I say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I said, no, you're not. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All right? So don't even worry about all that stuff. Boom. So now where the remission of these are, there is no more offering for sin. Because he did it once and for all. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now you see what I'm saying? So now, we have a revelation of holiness because of righteousness. Righteousness lets me understand my, my holy, holy experience, meaning like holiness being like my Christ-like manner and conduct. It's not based on my performance. It's based on my spiritual position. Got that? So check this out. By a new and living way, which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having, here we go again, and having a high priest over the house of God. Now watch this. We're going to read the 27. Okay? Let us draw near with the full heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast. Here we go. Hold fast to what? We can stop right here. Read it slow. Let us hold fast to what? Our profession. What we learn our profession is our confession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. I'm reading it right before conference, because remember I gave you the four points? I'm going to give them to you again. I read it three, three, two months before conference. I'm walking across. I don't remember where it was. God's always downloading something on me. Smack me right in the face. Smack me right in the face. You're going to get hit with this one. It hit me first. It's, I, I, already, I already like ate it, digested it. So when I hit, when I send it, it's going to hit some of you in the face. And when it hits you, eat it. Just take it. That's revelation. See, that's not oritation. I'm not oritating 
I'm bringing revelation to you. So you don't even have to really understand what I'm going to tell you. Just when I release it, grab it, and let it do its work in you because I already did it in me. You cannot duplicate in other people's. This is, let me explain something about church. Half church people don't want to grow. You guys want to grow. You cannot duplicate in someone else's life what you have not already produced in your own. That's why you don't just go to any church. Because this ain't doing nothing for you. It's all talk. You got to die to go get this stuff. You know what he told me? Pop 23 back up there. Watch this one. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful to promise. I'm walking across. He goes, you want to know why your confession stinks, kid? I'm the kid. I said, no, sir. He goes, because you don't consider me to be faithful. And nobody in this room considers them to be faithful if your mouth isn't where it needs to be in your confession because you don't believe it works. So when you're saying, I'm not saying, you're saying he ain't faithful. And don't worry about it. He's already been there. So let's pull this thing, get out of the nonsense and go, you want to know what? Maybe I got a little, so I, I took it. I ate it, Daryl. I said, you know what? Maybe I am not as confident about you being faithful as you are. And now from this moment forward, I will consider you to be faithful and you ain't going to shut me up because I'm going to keep saying what you said anyway because I ain't going to worry about it because I know the checkup from where I need to be is going to produce what I need in my life. Hello? Why would you not be saying? Because you're not considering to be faithful who promised. Why would you ever, now watch this. Then he goes, why would you ever second guess who I am if you didn't really know who I was? Leave it up there. Let them see it, please. Because they need to see what he said. He is faithful, that promise, because he is God. So why am I not holding fast to my confession? Because I'm not considering him to be faithful right now. So once you consider him to be faithful, you start running. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he who's in me, who is in the world. Everything's going to work out on my behalf. Why? Because he's faithful who promised. He's faithful who promised. He's faithful who promised. He's faithful who promised. God is not a man that he should lie. He don't lie. He's faithful that promise. Okay? You got it? Now, quick refresher real fast. Remember I gave you these Friday night? In the meeting, God told me to give them to you again. He did. I don't know why. Maybe some of you weren't here. Four principles of confession. Remember this? I never even, under, I never even heard of this, huh? This is why you got to pray in tongues. I said, you got to be kidding me with this stuff. You're going to give me four principles of confession. I never even heard of this. How do I even know this stuff's right? And then I got to go bring this to these people. And then I'm going to look like a goofball because I don't even know who. Nobody ever said this. You know what I mean? So that's when you get on the lit, you get on the edge with God, and you go, "All right, let's see, let's see you back this, prove it." And he did. First stage of confession is you get faith for it. Write it down. I want to remind you. You know what I mean? Faith for it. You pray, believe, you receive, and you hear. It comes. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. Right. So write this down. Faith step number one. First, you confess to get faith to come. It's how you plant it in your heart. Write that down. Did you get that? First, when you first start saying this, faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. Come on, guys. So you got to get faith for it first. How do you get faith for it? You speak it. So the first stage of confession is say it to get faith for it because faith comes by. So if you don't say it, how are you going to get faith for it? 
Now, you can get faith for hearing stuff that I say, hearing, but you need to get faith for yourself about stuff you're saying. So then faith coming by and hearing by the So the first step is what? Hearing. Second step, write this down. I'm going to give them to you quick because you already got these. Boom. You got the faith developed sign of confession. Then you got the fight side. Write that down. To keep it from getting stolen from your heart and the attacks of enemies, you have to what? Confession becomes hold fast this fight of faith. You got to keep saying it and fight. Because what happens is the enemy tries to say, give me that seed. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't giving you nothing. Say to what the God said. Now, there's a faith side of it, then there's the fight side of it. And then God got on me and he said, this is usually where after I win the fight, because I don't mind the fight, I get messed up after that usually, because I usually resist. I usually resist real good, but then I get quiet in the other side of it, and I'll explain it in a minute. So some of you got these stages of confession. Who knew there were stages of confession? I never knew this. I'm just running around confessing. So you somewhere, either you got, you might just be in the infant stage developing faith for it. That's okay. Some of you got to fight for it right now. You got that report. You don't like the report. You holding on. You saying something different than what the report says. Oh, is this making sense? You got to fight. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got, I got to get some faith for some stuff. We got to believe God. Go get that word in your ear. Go get it in your mouth. But how many of you are on, the, on that fight side? Like, I got some word out there, man. I'm on the fight. I'm holding fast. I got the good fight of faith. I'm hanging on to my confession. Hold fast. Don't let go. Then he said this. He said, number three, he said, there's the future side of it. Calling those things that be not as though they were. I said, wait a minute. That's it. And then that's where God tuned me up. He said, you're good at the fight, but you ain't too good at the future. Because after the fight, I usually think it's over. But it ain't over. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. You got to keep calling things that are in a different dimension and pulling them into this dimension. See what I'm saying? You're going to get so good at this, you're going to say it once. They'll develop that. God will let you know when you don't have to talk as much as you're talking. But in the beginning, I don't understand. I have no idea why the process is like this. I don't know. I'm not that smart. But I know this. Just keep saying it, and then you'll get to the last place. When you get to the last place, God will let you know. That you don't need to be a repeater. You become a declarer. Okay? So I'm calling those things to be not. There's a future side of it. You got to call things into existence. You might be at that stage right now. I'm calling things from a different world to come into this world, and they got to get in this world, and I got to keep saying what God said. Call those things that be not. as That means like, if you don't see the money, call the money. If you don't see the healing, call the healing. You don't see them kids living right, they're going to serve God because that's the fruit of my womb. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You got to get there. That, that, Deuteronomy 28 says children are an inheritance of the Lord. They're a blessing. You, don't worry about what ain't here. You're there, and God's here. You understand? And he said the last one, he said the finish. I said, what do you mean the finish? He said, then there's the finish side of it. That's where he told you, you operate like God in the earth. You have the voice of Jesus. Write that down, the finish. Once you get a revelation in your heart from the word of God, that's when you become like God. You don't even want to see Hebrew. You, you want to see John? You want to see where I get this stuff from? Jesus, good God in heaven. Where he find this from? Go to John 10, 27. I'm done. You see this, though. You elevate. See, here's what happens. You elevate yourself to where God puts you, and you'll rise above carnality. So instead of me trying to dumb it down, 
if I lift you up and you catch it, you will overcome carnality all day long. You'll be like, whoa, I, I'm living. Like you ain't, you'll see yourself right. My sheep know my voice and I know them. They follow me. It's Jesus, the red letter. If you've got a Bible, it's a red letter. Look, look, it says in 28. And I gave unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You liking this? Is this good? Now feel the Holy Ghost in here. Amen. You better catch this now. It's getting saucy in here right now. I felt that little, got a little loopy, you know. I turned that corner. Like, hey. Now I'm telling you, because it's going to be revelation. You get this? And I gave them eternal life. They shall not perish. No one shall pluck them out of my hand. 29. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man shall be able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Now watch 30. I and my Father are one. Now watch 31. The Jews took up stones to stone him. Jesus said, hey, many good works have I showed you from my Father. From which of those works do you stone me? Saying, I did all this cool stuff. See it? He said, why are you stoning me? He said, what did I, I did good things. Why are you stoning me? What is the reason why you're stoning me? Want to stone me? Want to destroy me? Want to kill me? Why do you want to get rid of me? I did good things. Why do you want to do it? Look what he said. The Jews answered and said, we ain't stoning you for the good works, buddy. We're stoning you for your blasphemy. Where's my blasphemy? Because thou, being a man, makes thyself God. And how dare you elevate yourself to the level of God being a man? Look what he quotes it. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? The first five books of the Bible? You are gods. Now watch 35. And if he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came. Did the word of God come to you? And he called you gods? Scripture cannot be broken. Now, okay, when do you look and act like God? When you say what God said. So once you make yourself one with the word, you become one with God. And there's no difference between you and God when you're one with the word, because Jesus said, me and the word are one. Jesus said he was the word and it became flesh and dwelt among us. You're going to become the word and become flesh and walk among us too. You'll speak with the voice of Jesus in the earth when you become one with God's word and you'll be just like God and call those things that be not and God will what? release what he's already created. Because that's what he said you can have and nowhere in the world does it say it but in Christianity. So the question at hand is this, is why do I work through the process of getting the faith for it, walking through the fight of it, standing in the future for it, and then eventually perfecting it in the finish that I'm only going to speak once because when I say it, it's as good as God saying it because I'm so connected with this word, it's become one with me and I become one with it. And you will have the voice of Jesus in the earth and no one will know the difference and you will be the only one who knows the difference, but you'll be so connected to it, it will not, what, make you feel inferior to say it. You'll just say it with the faith to produce it. And that is why you develop in this thing in your confession because you have to develop to build faith in what you say. Because everybody doesn't get Mark 11, 23, 24 as much as they think. 
Whosoever shall say into the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. He didn't say you're going to have what God said. He's going to say whatever you said that God said you can have. You got to start building faith in your confession. And the only way to build faith in your confession is believe what you say that comes out of your mouth. That's why you don't want to say nothing out of your mouth. You don't believe. Why? Because I'm going to need to work on this process. So later on when I want to move a mountain, trust me, bro, I got to be able to flip the switch and get there. Did you get it? Laws of confession. So you know what you do tomorrow? You start working the process. I ain't saying nothing I don't want to see. Write that down. Don't say nothing you don't want to see. If you don't want to see it, don't say it. You know what I'm saying? And then start training the kids, talk right. I'm, all, I'm like a confession cop in the house. Don't say that. Dig that up. You don't want that. You want to harvest on that? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Talking negative and all that stuff. But like, no, you don't want no harvest on that. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want no harvest on it, you know what I mean by harvest on it? Do, do you want a, a bad seed planted to produce that harvest in your life? How many of you want a broke harvest? Don't talk broke. How many of you want a sick harvest? Don't talk sick. You, know what you see what I'm saying? So you start training the kids young, like, don't say that. Now, everybody's like, bro, you know, my mama's goofy. You know? But you'd be surprised. Them little jokers, they ain't here today. The other day, he's paying attention, man. You don't think that kid's paying attention. He, you, they use your stuff back on you when they get older. They're like, you're the one that said that. I was like, you're right, I did. Praise be to God. I was like, cool, man. I didn't know you were paying attention. I was like, that's the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah, Jesus. Some of this stuff's working, man. I'm over there. He like told me the other day something. I said, yeah, I do to say that. I was like, praise God, you paying attention. They're watching you, man. They're watching you outside of this environment. They're watching you. They know how to go to children's church and talk right, you know, do all that a little bit. But they go home with you. You know, you in the house, you know, you teach them. You know what I'm saying? Them little jokers, I told them, I said, you better, you got to tithe. And they first had to learn that tithing thing. It was like, now they got it. You know, they get their paycheck, man. I see the one day there was a little envelope, had their name on it. I said, man, that's the deal right there, man. That make you cry. You know what I mean? Because imagine what God does with that. See that little name, scribbly name on there? You're like, man, them kids are getting it, man. Come on, this is what you're doing. So when you go home, you and mama talk right. Talk right. Teach them right. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be no religious goofball, but you just, hey, we don't talk like that. Hey, we don't watch that. You ever been there? We don't watch that kind of stuff. We don't say that kind of stuff. Well, you know, you ain't cool. I'm cooler than all your other friends. And they like it too, because kids, they like it because you got, you think different than all the other people. And that's why you got to prosper too. Now, I'm going to tell you right here now, you need to prosper for your children, man. Because let me tell you, they got to know that God is a prospering God. He's a healing God. That's why you got to keep on that. Why? Because they want to know serving God benefits. I ain't got no problem with it. You know what I mean? You got to know this stuff, man. What are you, you're going to serve? Why you serve God? Because you love them. But a little kid don't get all that at first. Like, God loves me. They're learning. So you just start showing the benefits of serve. Me, mommy, serve God. You know, when you go somewhere, you say, hey, we get to go because God blessed us. We got this kind of life because of God. We get to go do this because of God. You got to start training them little guys. Teenagers too. We got this life because of God. We go to church as a family because of God. God blessed us. See what I'm saying? That stuff will trickle. You don't think they're paying attention. They're watching everything, man. 
They're watching everything. And as they get older, they're watching even more because they got more sense. And they're like, yeah, you and daddy, you know, you all that God stuff. I don't know. Like, I'm down. You know, the kids will tell you like, this is what they always tell you. They tell me, we got to go home. The kids tell me this too. They go, well, I'm, you know, I'm saved, but I ain't all like you. I was like, what does that mean? You ain't all like me. You ain't sold out or like what? You backslid and like, what's that mean? You know, you got to give them the business because they, they try like what? You're like one foot in, one foot out. You're lukewarm. No, what they're saying is I'm down, but I'm not like, well, guess what? Don't worry about it. I'm not saying damage it, but don't be soft about it. Some of you tiptoe around it too much. You know what I'm saying? Like don't jam it down the kid's throat. You know what I'm saying? Because then they get turned off the other way. But like, we serve God up in here. I go a place the other day, I got these business dudes. They don't pray over their food. I pray over my food. I don't care if they pray over food. I stopped. I said, the joker didn't even stop. The guy was leaning over. I said, Father, I just want to thank you. <laughs> Looking at me like, I was, oh, the preacher. I had a preacher. I was like, bless the food. Sanctify it. Sanctify it. time to be good. Amen. They're like, yeah, amen. I'm like, okay. I don't change who I am because you, you, you're somebody. I do my thing. Don't hang out with me. You don't like the way I roll. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got to get that back again. Not that you're arrogantly jerk. Who cares, man? Who don't care about praying over food? What do they care? But if that's how you roll, roll. Yeah, are you here? Yeah, I know. Because some of you, I'm telling you, and let me tell you something about these kids. And I got these kids in my heart big time, man. Stop compromising with these kids and trying to make it seem like, well, if you act normal with them, they're going to hang around. Nah, man, bump that. Act godly in front of them. Be normal though, because I'm normal with them. I don't get all religious. You get religious, it's mad, because then they get turned off. But act normal with them, but don't give them none of that, you know, that gray, too much gray. The next thing you know, they're, li they're listening to this goofball world, and then they're like, they look at you. Like, I said something the other day. I was derogatory about it. I'm not going to say it here, because I'll probably offend somebody. I said, that's a total joke. They're like, they looked at me like, well, what do you mean by that? I was like, that is anti-God. It's anti-Christ. It doesn't come from Jesus. Ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. And I'm telling you right here now, we do not not like this. We love everybody, but I ain't loving nobody. Not, that's crazy. And they looked at me like, okay, well, you know, dad, you got it. I said, ain't no dad, nothing, bro. This the way it is. And whether you like it or lump it, you know it's true. Don't let this TV world jack you up because there are demonic Satanists happening them anyway. And if you don't think it's true, You'll, you'll see it all come out. They all are. They're ungodly. They got to sell their soul to go serve mammon. And it's demonic. And you let these kids like, oh, be wrapped up with this mess. Nah, bump that. I know the truth. I can see a devil coming to my way. So can you. So just say, well, you might not believe like me. And I'm not telling you, but I'm just telling you, hey, Jesus is the way. There ain't no other way. Okay, now stop. Leave me alone. I got to get off my soapbox because I go three more hours and bother somebody. Let's shut me down. Father, thank you for today. Thank you. We're going to fix our confession. Everything positive. But I want to I say something in here today. I want to say something in here today. I want to say something in here. I want you to make this confession. Okay? Because I think this is big. Okay? So we're going to say this confession. Say this out loud. Say, Jesus, put a guard over my mouth. Put a guard over my mind. And put a guard over my heart. The Bible says the issues of life flow out of my heart. Guard it. Let me only speak what needs to be spoken. Let me say, let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth only be pleasing to you. And from this moment forward, quicken me supernaturally 
to only say what I want to see from what you said. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.